Welcome everybody to the Narcolepsy Optimized Podcast. My name is Jerry Moore and over the past three years I've been dedicating my life to finding alternative strategies to live a better life with narcolepsy. Now this podcast is a compilation of all the important research I found as well as the lessons that I have uncovered and learned along the way. And today's episode we're going to talk about one of the most difficult topics and situation that individuals with narcolepsy face and that is others not understanding our condition. And that is uh, when we talk about others not understanding our condition, that could be in the workplace, that could be in relationships, personal relationships, friends, family, all of that stuff. So in today's episode, the specific things that we're gonna talk about is we're gonna talk about first a winning mindset, how we can overcome and how we can uh, better conceptualize this topic and this situation, this thing that we constantly encounter. And secondly, we're gonna talk about specific strategies on how to get exactly what we want from our spouse, from our friends, from our family members, and from our workplace. And when I say getting things that we want, I mean how do we, uh, how do we have a situation and environment that is conducive to our situation. All right, so for this podcast, do not take any of the information as medical advice. Do your own research and consult with a medical professional before changing any of your routines. Okay, so let's get right into the guts of this topic. Uh, this is probably one of the most common things that I hear from individuals that uh, they say, I wish others understood my condition. And obviously this would be much easier for us. Like for example, if, if our partner or our spouse understood when we feel tired, uh, there's a date night plan and we feel tired and we can't make it out to the date and we need to cancel on them last minute. If our friends that want to plan a trip or something in advance with us and we're hesitant to say, hey, I can commit to these two days and all of these activities because we don't know how we're going to feel that day. Or for our workplace putting in uh, deadlines or strict things or strict regulations on us being able to nap or not nap or be in a certain place at a certain time at work. Like, all of these things make it very difficult for us and it makes us feel like, hey, these people don't understand what I'm going through and my struggles. And because of that, it makes my life very difficult and I can't fulfill my obligations to these people. I can't be there for my spouse when, he, when they want me to be there. I can't be there for my friends and family when they want to hang out and I can't fulfill my obligations at work when I need to all the time. And when we talk about this, like wishing in under, others would understand our current situation, how we feel, obviously, if that were the case, the world would be a better place. If everybody understood how everybody felt and every circumstance that everyone was going through, the world would be a better place. It would be more caring and forgiving and everyone's life would be easier. But the truth is that is not the reality that we live in. That is not the world we live in, right? The reality that we currently live in is a reality where many individuals don't even know what narcolepsy is, right? They don't even know what narcolepsy is. They have no idea what we experience. And even fewer individuals, you know, the, the few individuals that do know what narcolepsy is, very few of them know how to interact with us or can even really comprehend how we feel on a day-to-day -day basis, right? They don't know when we feel tired, what tired means to us. When we say, oh, we feel tired, like, oh yeah, I feel tired too but do they really know what type of tire we're talking about? No, of course not. Of course they can't understand, right? And that is, I feel like the desire for so many individuals is how do we get them to understand why don't they understand this is not right, right? 
Now, before we get into this, I want to pose one question. I want to pose one question. Why is this? Why don't people understand? Why don't people get it more? Why don't people try to help us more, right? Is it because people are insensitive? Is it because people are a-holes? Yeah, sure, maybe that's the case for some individuals, but most of the time, no. Is it because there's a lack of awareness around narcolepsy? Yeah, of course, it's a, it's a rare disease. Not very many people know and understand how to interact with us. Um, that is the truth, and, and I think there are a lot of great places that are working uh, toward that and increasing awareness and increasing advocacy. But when we're talking about this topic, I want to, you to ask yourself one question. I want you to ask yourself one thing. Do you know what Felty syndrome is? Do you know what rickets is? Do you know what Werner disease is or Werner syndrome? Do you know what the list of thousands of other diseases that individuals have across the world are? Do you know specifically uh, how to interact with those individuals, what those individuals are experiencing? Do you know what it's like to be a blind person? Do you know what it's like to be a deaf person? Have you ever lived a day as a deaf person or as a blind person? Have you tried to, right? And I'm sure of you, a lot of you right now are like, okay, Jerry, yeah, no, of course not. Where are you going with this, right? And where I'm going with this is, are we setting a slightly unrealistic expectation for others around the world to know exactly how we live? And I, I think that we are when we say, I wish everyone knew exactly what we experience. Well, in order to say that, we would have to tell ourselves, we need to understand what everyone else in the entire world is experiencing, right? And we would need to go through those experiences, live a day as a, a deaf person, live a day as a blind person, live a day as a quadriplegic, study and know what Felty syndrome is and rickets is and Tourette's is and really interact with these people. And that is just impossible, right? That is, that is impossible. Yet every day we tell ourselves this. Every day we tell ourselves that we will only have a good day if we interact with individuals who understand our disease and treat us with concern and compassion and treat us and talk to us the right way, right? And that's the only way we're going to have a good day. If we encounter somebody that is not conducive to my needs and sensitive to what is happening to me, then I'm going to have a bad day, right? That is the, the expectation and the standard that we set for ourselves. And really, the, the only way to satisfy that standard and that expectation is to never go out and interact with the world, right? It's to never go out and interact with people because the majority of people are not going to understand, they are not going to, they're not going to know how to interact with individuals with narcolepsy. And that is just the truth. Will you come across some people who are assholes and will make fun of you? Probably, you know, most of those are few and far between. The majority of people just fall into the range of, they don't know and it's just not even on their radar. Just as all of these other syndromes and all of these other conditions are something that we're not thinking about either, right? It's not something that we're constantly thinking about during our day. How does a blind person feel? How does a deaf person feel? How does a colorblind person feel, right? We don't have these thoughts. But to expect others to have these thoughts about narcolepsy, that's the expectation we're setting on everyone else, right? And when we do this, when we say our day will only be well when we interact with people who understand our condition well, when we do this, we are giving away our power to them, 
right? We are saying we are completely powerless in our day-to-day -day activities. If we interact with somebody who is insensitive to our condition, and that could be just because they're completely oblivious, you know, if they don't act within a certain range for our condition, then we are going to have a bad day, right? That takes my power, that takes our power as human beings, as individuals away from us and gives it to everyone else in the world, right? Now we have no control over our situation. We have no control over our environment. We have no control over having a good or bad day because it's completely uh, based on how others interact with us, all right? And if we do that, if when we set that expectation, we will never have a good day. We will never have a good day because we will continuously interact with other individuals who don't understand and are insensitive because most likely because they're in their own world. They're dealing with their own problems. They're dealing with their own things, their own family issues, relationship issues, uh, illnesses, whatever it is. They got stuff going on just like we're in our own world for narcolepsy. They're in their own world for whatever is going on in their life as well. Right? And I used to, I used to have this, you know, uh, this, this same feeling where I always felt like, you know, I would go throughout my day and I would, you know, be taking a nap. Uh, I would take a nap in the, in the park, you know, on a park bench. And I would just feel this, like, just, oh man, people are judging me. People are judging me because I'm sleeping on a park bench or I'm sleeping in the grass. And I wish people would understand better and I wish people wouldn't look at me and stare at me and ask me what I'm doing or, you know, wonder why I'm sleeping all the time or if I can't pull a 10-hour shift where I'm working all the time, I need to sleep and I need some time off and I need some time to decompress. I wish people understood that better, right? That's what I would tell myself. But what I actually found out was that when I would tell myself that, it wasn't really as much as other people not accepting me. It was more about me not accepting me, right? I wasn't accepting my narcolepsy. I wasn't accepting myself. And I wasn't okay with me sleeping on the park bench. It wasn't really about, like, no one really came up and said anything to me while I was sitting on the park bench. No one really said anything to me while I was sleeping in the grass. Sure, I got some looks, but I look at people all the time as well. It doesn't mean that uh, I'm thinking anything good, bad, or indifferent about them. I'm just looking at other people but I always felt that way. And what I found out, it was just me feeling that way about me, right? I didn't like me sleeping in the park bench. I didn't like me sleeping in the grass. And I didn't like me not being able to complete 10 hours of work at a hyperproductive pace. And that was my real problem. That was my real problem. It wasn't really on other individuals. It was based on me not accepting me and not liking me. And so that's what I had to work on because as I continued to feel this, this way about other individuals and others not understanding me and all of my problems being based off of the world, right? My relationships suck because of this narcolepsy. My friendships are ruined because of this narcolepsy. The world doesn't understand me. All of these things built up this anger and this rage and this hate inside of me. And that feeling just festered, right? That anger just continued to grow and fester inside of me. And it was like a poison, you know, just like a poison where I would begin to walk around and I would just be angry and mad. And I was just waiting for somebody to say something that wasn't right, right? I was just waiting for somebody to pick a fight with me and I was going to explode on them, 
right? And that's how I felt all the time interacting with other people. And it is just a poison that I am drinking myself, right? I am putting this on myself because I have, again, given my power to everybody else that if they don't make me feel special, that if they don't understand me, that if they don't do all these things for me, then I was gonna have a bad day, that I was gonna be angry, that I was gonna be mad, and it was all their fault, right? I took the responsibility off of me, put it on others, but when, it, when you take that responsibility off of you and put it on others, it makes you feel not as bad yourself, but it gives them all of your power, right? And you, ha you cannot control your life, you cannot have a good life like that, right? So that is something that I, I really started to look at myself, like why don't I, why is it bad for me to sleep on a park bench if I'm walking around and I feel tired and take a 20 minute nap? Why is it, why do I hate that I can't pull 10 hour work shifts being hyper-focused and hyper-productive like I used to be? Why, why do I feel bad about taking a nap? Why do I feel bad about setting up a consistent sleep schedule and not going out and drinking and partying with my friends? Why do I feel bad about that stuff? I don't know. And I think that is the question that many people need to start asking themselves as they start to feel this anger, right? This anger and this rage toward others not understanding. It's in that situation, why do we feel bad, right? Why do we feel bad about sleeping when we're around our friends and hanging out, right? Because I think the situation starts to change and the conversation starts to change when we go from you know, telling our friends, hey, you need to understand that I'm tired and you need to have these, uh, you need to understand narcolepsy better and I'm taking a nap and you need to understand that, all right? And I'm tired and you need to understand that as opposed to, hey man, I'm super tired, I have this thing, it's narcolepsy, it's uh, kind of weird, but anyways, I'm taking a nap, all right? You guys do whatever you want, I'm gonna take a nap, I'll be back in 20 minutes, have fun, see you then, all right? And if you don't have that expectation on yourself that, oh man, I feel weird about taking a nap around these other people, then the conversation I think completely changes and the dynamic changes, right? Most likely the other individuals, the other people in your group or your circle probably aren't gonna care as much, right? They're probably not even gonna think about it like, oh yeah, Jerry's got this, this brain disorder and he's gotta sleep sometimes and that's it, right? And Jerry is Jerry. You know, I can go back and I can act normal with my friends. I don't feel guilty, I don't feel ashamed. Because again, it's when I fall asleep and I wake up and I feel ashamed about myself. I feel like I'm less than the people around me. That is when the interaction with all these other people starts to change, all right? So I, yeah, it, this is a tough one, guys. This is not an easy one. This is like when you're looking, when you turn this around on yourself, this is a tough thing to do. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to look and say, hey, why don't I like these things about myself? Why can't I accept these things about myself? And this is a process, all right? It is a process. So let's flip gears, let's switch gears just a little bit and let's talk about how do we make these situations better for us? How do we have these conversations? Because that is still part of it, of course, right? We want a better situation at work, we want a better situation in our relationship, in our friendships, right? This is stuff that we can work on and this is, this is conversations that we can have. So let's look at some tactical strategies on how to do that and how to have these conversations and to get what we want in these situations, whether that be a nap or someone helping us or whatever it may be, all right? So when we think about wanting something or trying to get something from others, whether that be work, partner, relationships, friends, whatever, we need to remember that when we're communicating these things, 
we need to communicate in a two-way street, right? We need to communicate in both directions, meaning I want something, and then because I want something, I'm also going to give you something or you're going to get something by helping me, right? And I know initially that sounds like, oh man, it's a trade-off. It's, it's just a, a weird way to say it. But the truth is that's how individuals' minds work. If we are constantly saying, hey, give me this. Hey, I want this. Hey, give me more of this. I want more of this. I want more. I need more. I need more. It doesn't sound like a fun two-way communication street, right? You wouldn't talk to anybody. and You wouldn't hold a friendship that was like that, right? If someone just kept saying, hey, give me this. I want more, 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 more. You'd be like, okay, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm just constantly giving and I'm never receiving because friendships, relationships, work relationships, businesses, whatever it is, it's a two-way street. So when we communicate the things that we want, we have to try to figure out what does the other side want or what is the other side going to benefit, right? So let's look at a couple examples of this on how you can do this. All right, so let's say that you want your spouse to do grocery shopping. Let's say that the grocery shopping is something that is exhausting for you and you want to have some time to nap and to sleep, right? As opposed to going grocery shopping, okay? So the first question you can ask yourself is, okay, what does my spouse want? What are they missing? And this could be, you know, a great way to do this is to ask them, is to have the conversation, have the hard conversation on what they're missing in the relationship, what you want, what they want more from you, right? And with this information, you can now make a quote unquote trade, right? So, hey, honey, you can do this. Uh, it can, if you can do the grocery shopping, it's going to give me time to rest. And because I'm going to have that time to rest, I'm going to be able to do this for you. Or I want to do this for you. Or I want to plan a special date night. Or, you know, that could also be doing something surprising. And when we're talking about relationships, that could be, um, you know, firing up the sexual chemistry more, doing something fun and exciting and getting the other person to want and to receive, right? Remember, it's a give and take. We are giving, we are asking for something, but we are also giving something. It is a two-way street. And also for this, like how can we make this easy for them, right? If nobody wants to do the grocery shopping, you can't do it, you want them to do it, how can we make this easy for them? Is there a simpler solution than what we, the solution that you currently have now? Could you make a grocery list for them? Could you do the, the grocery pickup where they just have to go and pick it up, you order it online, you go and you pick it up, it, it's in their car, it's done, right? Is there easy an easier solution to this? So always think about how can we make this, this problem, how can we simplify this problem? right? And or is there a compromise? Is there a compromise where they do it once, you do it once, and now you have some extra time for yourself, all right? So that's how we need to communicate. And it's the same thing when we go, when we talk about work situations, same thing, right? What does the employer want from us? What does our boss want from us, right? They probably want some type of more productivity or want something done better or want something done more, right? So when we approach this conversation with these individuals, what we don't say is, hey, I have narcolepsy, you need to understand that, this is not fair for me, I need more time off, I want a nap. You know, if someone said that to you, if someone, if that's how someone came off to you, you would just be, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they, their mind would be completely shut off and because you're not communicating in an effective way, 
right? And remember, we want, if this is what we really want, if we really want a trade-off, if we really want to a nap at work, if that's what we really want, let's do our best to get that. And the best way to do that is to communicate in an effective way, right? Communicate in a calm and effective way and show how you getting a nap at work is going to benefit them, right? So here's an example, right? Hey boss, I know that I've been slacking on XYZ project and you know, I, I told you about this narcolepsy thing and it's been really difficult for me lately and I appreciate you uh, being understanding on me being behind on X project. I know we have deadlines, I know we need to get things done. And what would really help me is, is what is really helpful to me if I can take a 20 minute nap during the day. I know it sounds silly, but just this 20 minute nap during the day makes the entire difference for me. And so I would love if, if you can promise me, you know, if I can have this nap during this time at my lunchtime, I really believe that I'm going to be able to finish project X on time, right? Now you can see how different that communication is and how much more open the other individual on the side is going to be willing to open up the conversation, right? And if that conversation doesn't work, if they're hesitant on it, mm, I don't know, napping, blah, 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 blah. You know, if they're like that, it's like, look, Ross, I promise you that it's going to make a difference and I would really appreciate it. If we could try to do a two week trial, just for the next two weeks, if we could try this different schedule for me and see the results and see what happens and then we can reconvene in two weeks, would that be okay, all right? So now what you're doing is you're telling them, hey, we're just gonna try it for two weeks, give me a little bit and I'm gonna give it to you back and then that is going to be easier for them to say, okay, that's fine, go ahead and give it a try and, and let's, let's help you out, let's see how this works. And then the next two weeks, obviously you need to execute on that. Take the nap you need, don't feel any guilt, don't feel any shame about it, go kick back, relax, love your life for 20 minutes and fall asleep, wake up and then do your thing right? Go to work and do your thing and be productive, right? I know it's not as easy as that all the time, right? I know that it's not as easy as that, but that is what we're trying to push for and that is what we're trying to strive for. Find the give and take, right? How can we communicate more effectively? How can we get what we want and give the other person what they want more, whether it's in the relationship, the friendship, um, whatever it may be, all right? So you can see that this conversation, like when we're, when we're talking about this stuff, how to get what we want and um, taking responsibility for how we feel about ourselves and taking responsibility for having a good or bad day. This I think is a huge thing for individuals with narcolepsy that is extremely difficult and it's extremely difficult. It was incredibly difficult for me. This was one of the most incredibly difficult things for me was as opposed to ignoring my problems and ignoring the things that were difficult for me, it is turning toward them and facing them and trying to solve them, right? There are lots of problems in our life and when you talk about having narcolepsy, the problems stack, right? The problems stack and the difficulty stacks and the complexity stacks. That is true, right? That is true. But instead of letting this list continue to get bigger and bigger and ignoring that list and trying to blame it on everybody else and saying, well, I need all of these things and everyone else needs to understand and life is unfair and work is unfair and all of these things. Yeah, that may be the case. It, it probably is the case that it's not fair that we have narcolepsy. Just as it's not fair someone else is blind, that someone else is deaf, that someone else was born deformed, it's not fair. But the truth is, this is our life. 
this is the reality of our life, right? This is where we're at, and we have two options. Option number one, we can blame everybody else, and we could play the blame game and just refuse to move forward with our life, or we can try to solve these problems. We can try to face these problems. Again, much easier said than done, but when you want to make a change, if you really want to make a change, if you really want to make a difference in your life, start looking at these problems and saying, how can I solve them myself? How can I use my power to change things? How can I simplify my life and make my life more conducive to my condition? Not what is wrong with everybody else, not what is wrong with the world. Because if you have what is wrong with the world, if that is your motto, if that is the thing that you're thinking about, everyone else is wrong, you will always, always be feeling that way. You will always feel like the world is unfair. You will always feel like the world is cheating you. You will always be angry inside and you will always feel like it's everyone else's fault and you won't be able to move forward, okay? So, um, yes, yes, this is a tough process, guys. This is a tough process to look at yourself in the mirror and say, how do I fix this stuff, right? And many of you guys, I know for me, it was like years of things that I was avoiding like years of emotional, like years of relationship problems, uh, years of friendship problems, uh, it was a big list. And to turn it around and say, okay, I need to look at this list and I need to start fixing things and I need to stop blaming other people and I need to see what's, what is wrong with myself, like what things do I dislike about myself and why do I dislike these things, why can't I accept these things, is a process, it's difficult, but it is the path through. That is the path through. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Be sure to hit me up on social at Optimize with Jerry and let me know what you thought of it. And if you are ready to make a real change in your life and you want help creating an optimized plan for your health, your fitness, and your nutrition, whether that be for weight loss, whether that be for getting active again, or just wanting to live a healthier life, be sure to go to narcolepsyoptimize.com to get more details.